We have a very special guest to announce the 19th overall pick. Please welcome the all-time greatest Ottawa Senator, Martin Havlat. Oh, hi, hello, everyone. Uh, man, I just flew in from Czechoslovakia, and boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I'm here today to, uh, I guess, announce the 19th pick for some hockey team named the Senators. Oh, fuck! Oh, uh, I thought that was Donald Brashear. All right, anyway, uh, with the 19th pick in the uh, 2019 draft, the Ottawa Senators select... Ryan Suzuki of the Barry Colts. Yeah, come on down, Mr. Suzuki. Way to go, guy. All right, I just, I I did that for fun. Uh, I, I don't know what that voice was. Um, anyway, yeah, so I'm taking Ryan Suzuki here at 19 for the Ottawa Senators. Once again, real suspicious. I'm drafting for the Ottawa Senators here. But luckily, I had Martin Havlat here to uh, to fill in anyway. Suzuki is a six foot, 172 pound center. He is a playmaking specialist with really great vision. Uh, Pronman ra- uh, ranked Suzuki 15th on his big board. Uh, had Ottawa actually taken Suzuki in his mock draft 1.0, but then Ryan fell to Nashville at 24 in his second mock. Uh, but he believes anybody looking to shore up the depth at center in their system would be fine taking Suzuki. Uh, he's a very smart kid, killed penalties at the amateur level, was uh, proficient at that. Not the greatest shot, but he's willing to get physical, uh, get to the center of the ice, and he makes plays like crazy. Dude has really solid vision, a very good passer, is willing to hold the puck that extra second to be able to make the play, and I think that's real important. Uh, not awesome production this year. 25 goals, 75 points in 65 games. Um, Prodman chalks that up to simply not being on a very good team. Elite Prospects has him at 26th. Uh, ESPN ranked him at 20th. Uh, their final mock has him going to Pittsburgh at 21. And the Hockey News has him at 17th. So Suzuki is, uh, I wouldn't say he's the flashiest guy out here, but at 19, uh, you're looking to shore up your your uh, your your franchise depth here, and I think he does that very well. I really wanted Suzuki at 15 uh, to Ottawa to or to Montreal to pair up with his brother. It just didn't work. Uh, just didn't work out. Board didn't fall that way. There's some other stuff there, and Suzuki will join a very good uh, group of prospects in Ottawa. Uh, they have Drake Batherson. He's uh, Pronman's 20th ranked. Uh, prospect in all of hockey. That's third tier, which is very good player. They have Josh Norris, who's ranked 35th. Uh, Alex Fermentin, 49th. So three guys ranked 20 to 49. Of course, they already have Brady Kachuk, Colin White, and Thomas Chabot already in the NHL. So as much as you know, I hate the goddamn Ottawa Senators, and boy, do I hate them. Um, I, I think they, they're building a really nice system here. They have uh, talent up and down, uh, you know, forward and uh, on their blue line in their system. And I think this just makes it a little deeper here. And you can always use more centers. You know, you can never have enough centers. Oh, well, you know, you have other holes. You can move a center to wing. That's the thing. 
Uh, you can never have enough centers in my mind. Uh, you can never have enough defensemen either. You need good players everywhere, and I think they're getting one here with uh, Ryan Suzuki at 19. All right, fam, that is my second-to-last pick. Uh, so I will be back with one more. I have Tampa Bay at number uh, at number 27 to round things out. So stay tuned for that. Coming up next, who is at 20? Who do we have coming up next for you? Uh, we have Steve making the New York Rangers pick. Uh, so stay tuned for that at number 20. And then, of course, Kelly with those hated Pittsburgh Penguins. So, uh, yeah, that's what we've got here. I'll be back at 27. Until then, have a great week, everybody. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the BSH Radio Mock Draft for the 2019 NHL Draft. I'm Steve Jacot. How are you today? How are you? After Bill, with the Ottawa Senators via Columbus Blue Jackets, picked Ryan Suzuki, what was I left to do? with yet another pick for the scumbag, scum-of-the-earth New York Rangers. Just the a team I loathe. A team I somehow ended up with two picks for. Two picks for the New York Rangers? You gotta be kidding me. You're killing me, Smalls. Or in this case, Steph. Because I'm blaming Steph for this. Directly. 100%. So, with pick 20, I have the New York Rangers via the Winnipeg Jets. And the Rangers, as I explained before, what are the Rangers? Apparently, the Rangers are going to have Capo Caco. Capo Caco. They recently got Jacob Truba. So they've made some interesting moves, but they're still rebuilding. I don't see the Rangers in contention anytime soon. And poor Henrik Lundqvist. Henrik Lundqvist, the sun is going to die out, and Henrik Lundqvist will still be in net for the New York Rangers. It's just, it's a tragedy. An honest tragedy. So, with pick 20, the New York Rangers select Connor, for real, Connor McMichael. Wow, is all I have to say. Uh, Connor Michael McDonald is, he's something. He's something. Uh, He played for London in the OHL. That's something. He was born in 2001. 2001? 2001? Good Lord. Good Lord, that's that is a young man, 5'11", 174 pounds, so he, he's a little guy. He's a little guy for a hockey player, but we're the Rangers, who was me apparently, we're picking him. So uh, let's look at uh, some words from Corey Pronman, the draft guy, Corey Pronman. McMichael had a great season as a go-to player for London when its lineup was depleted. He continued to produce and generate shots at a high level when the roster filled out, although he tailed off toward the end. He doesn't wow you with his tools, but he's a quality player. McMichael's a very smart, all-around hockey player, sees the ice very well, is creative with the puck, and understands the game away from the puck. He's not the biggest guy, as I said. (laughs) There's my insight. But he competes well, gets to the net, gets back on defense with the puck he's skilled but not amazingly so hey, you know, this guy's pretty good he can make some space with his hands and his shot can surprise goalies with the ability to pick corners so you know he, he's got a pretty good shot his skating leaves some to be desired sounds like kurt's favorite player matthew strome and as we all know matthew strome cannot skate a lick and doesn't know how he's just getting out there and and trying to wing it 
Decent speed, not great for his size. Stride is inefficient. Opposite of Jeff Carter, the slow, slowest hockey player of all time, but long strides, long strides. Also, Shell Samuelson, long strides and long reach. Ronman, I give a nod to his sense and production as indicators that he could play in the NHL. London Knights assistant coach Rick Stedman on McMichael. He makes plays. <laughs> How about that? He makes plays. Good for him. Uh, he can play up and down a lineup. He can play at both ends of the ice. He's very skilled and has a great shot. So uh, Rangers picking uh, Michael McDonald, Connor for real, Mike, Connor McMichael. That's the man's name. Connor McMichael, center, from London. That's Canada, London. Not London, London. No cheerio here. But Connor McMichael, Rangers, skills, really good shot. Maybe needs to learn to skate. That'd be nice. Well, I've been Steve. Listen to Fly Purbly. It's a fine production. Let's move on to... An even bigger, scummier team than the Rangers, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Kelly, take it away. So the lottery gods, well, so Steph Driver picking names out of a hat, um, has bestowed upon me the honor of picking at number 21 for the Pittsburgh Penguins, which is super fun because um, I don't like that team. I don't like anyone on their team. Um but yeah, let's talk a little bit about the Penguins. As we all know, they are blissfully a team that in its current state is in a decline. Its best players are getting older. There's been some questions about the effectiveness of their coach. You know, there were some rumors about Sullivan maybe being one of the better coaches that could end up getting fired last season. Obviously, that didn't happen. But given that the chatter was there, it's kind of interesting because he's generally known as a very good coach. So the Pittsburgh Penguins are going to have to decide when they want to bite the bullet and go into rebuild mode because it's going to have to happen. Um, you can always try to rebuild on the fly, and you might be able to get away with that given that your aging players are Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. So they're going to give you a lot of production even as they get older, but at some point the Penguins are going to have to shift their focus to what their team is going to look like in the future. Um, yeah, so with this pick, I decided to choose someone that for me is kind of, it kind of reminds me of the Isaac Ratcliffe pick in that he might be a bit of a project. Um, we got lucky with Ratcliffe because he has shown this season that he's really not a, a project. But I think that when he initially was drafted, I think he was considered a bit of a, proje a project. So uh, without further ado, the Pittsburgh Penguins are pleased to select from the Halifax Mooseheads of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, Raphael Lavoie, a right wing who is six foot four. Six foot four, folks. Only 198 pounds, so he is a skinny one. He's going to have to fill out. But that's a tall boy. Um, the thing about Lavoie, I think it's Lavoie. I'm going to go with it. Um, is that he seems to have the high-end skills 
that you're going to need to be successful in the NHL, but he's not super consistent with utilizing those skills. Um, he's also on the older side for this draft. He was born in September of 2000, um, which puts him a little bit on the older side. And so you would imagine that one of the older kids in the draft playing for a very good hockey team, you would expect that they would be producing at a high level if they're going to be considered a top draft pick. He doesn't. He scored 32 goals, 73 points in 62 games. Not terrible, but if you are projected to be a top talent, that's not great. Um, But apparently what I've seen is that he is considered to have a high ceiling. Um, There's a lot of potential with this kid. So I feel like a team like the Penguins might take a shot on a kid that has a lot of upside, that kind of needs a little work on his consistency, um, needs a little work uh, with his decision-making, which is hard because, like I've said before, it's kind of hard to teach that hockey IQ thing. You can teach the physical skills, but sometimes hard to teach the mental skills, but given that he's six foot four, he can skate well, he's got a wicked good shot. Um, yeah, I, I feel like that's the kind of player that a team like the Penguins can take a shot on, work with him, and see what you end up with. Because if you end up with a player that is approaching his ceiling, he's going to be a pretty good hockey player. So sometimes you roll the dice with these kids and you see what you get. Um, And I think that Raphael Lavoie is one of those types of players. So thank you very much. Next up, we have Charles O'Connor picking at number 22 for the Los Angeles Kings. Okay, Charlie O'Connor back here making my second of two picks for the Los Angeles Kings. Here at number twenty-two, it's actually kind of cool that I got both the uh, both the Kings picks. Um, that wasn't planned; it was just Steph picking names out of a hat. But I think it's it's nice that uh, that I can sort of take a wide view of this entire draft as uh, taking on the persona of one Rob Blake, former fantastic NHL defenseman that I am obviously not. Anyway, I decide I want to have some fun with this pick. Now this pick, if if you don't remember, this was the uh, the pick they got from the Maple Leafs in the uh, the Jake Muzzin trade. So, LA did what they're supposed to do when you're a bad team. They went out, they stockpiled picks, and now they have a chance for a big draft that hopefully, for their sake, can change the fortunes of the franchise. So I decided to do a go big or go home draft for them. Now, they already took Bowen Byram at five, and he is the consensus number one defenseman in this draft. Could potentially be the eventual heir apparent to one Drew Doughty as their 1D in LA. So I figured, you know what? We've already got one heir apparent. Why not try to go for a second? So I went with, actually, let's do the, the formal announcement like I did for the others, with the 22nd pick in the 2019 BSH Radio NHL mock draft. The Los Angeles Kings select Spencer Knight, goaltender, U.S. National Development Team. This would be 
the makings of legitimately a game-changing draft for the Kings. If they were to come away with a potential future number one defenseman and a potential future franchise goalie. And Spencer Knight is very clearly the best goalie in this draft. I will freely admit I'm not a goalie expert. I've watched him play a few times. He impresses me, but I'm not the kind of person who studies the technical aspects of the game. However, everyone that I've talked to that has raves about this guy, that this guy is a future star, that his athleticism, his skating, his puck handling ability, it's all off the charts good, and that he is a no doubt about a future number one goaltender. To me, the team that takes him in the first round, because I do believe he is ultimately taken in the first round, the team that takes him in the first round is a team that has multiple first round picks. Colorado has been a team that has been been rumored to potentially be the team to make that pick since they already have the fourth overall pick and they have the 16th overall pick. Now, that was not a pick that was made. Steve took Arthur uh, Kaliev. So, he's still out there. And yes, I know LA does have Cal Peterson, who they like. That said, we're talking about a guy who, at age 24, put up a sub-900 save percentage in the AHL. Granted, he was a lot better in the NHL, but I'm not sold on him. And to me, this is such a best player available pick. He's clearly, in my mind, the top guy on my board. I have him ranked, I believe, 15th. Um, again, based on everything I've heard from people who I trust about goaltending evaluation, that this kid is legit. If you have the opportunity to come out of a draft, especially when you're in the position LA is, where you're just you're you're fumbling around, you're still you're still having cap issues because of bad players on contracts, you know you're going to go through a rebuild. If you have the chance in one draft to potentially solve two of the three biggest driving forces behind whether a team is good or bad, number one defenseman and franchise goaltender, you have the chance to do that in one draft. I just it, it just would be so much fun to give it a shot and as I said night you know yeah goalies bust sometimes yeah there's an idea that well you can't take goalies in the first round anymore but at the same time if you hit with a goaltender the value they can provide is above any other position in the game just because they play more minutes than anyone else that's why you can make an argument that every year the MVP should be a goalie because they just have a, an outsized impact on the outcomes of games, the outcomes of playoff series, the outcomes of playoff runs, over even the best forward alive. If you, can, if you hit with Bowen Byram and Spencer Knight, you have in one draft, in literally one day, changed the entire fortunes of a franchise. And to me, I'd go for it. As I said, I know they like Peterson. I know that you know they've been high on him and... To me, I, I don't know. I, I look at him and I see a good a good backup goalie. And hey, if he's a backup goalie to Spencer Knight, wouldn't be too bad. All right, everybody, it's Craig. I'm back. How's it hanging? Uh, I am picking 23rd overall for the New York Islanders. Uh, Charlie just took goalie Spencer Knight for the Los Angeles Kings with the 22nd overall pick. I believe he is going to be the first goalie taken. Might be a question of whether or not it's in the first round. We'll see. But uh, for the New York Islanders, I went with one of the few players I, I kind of like later in the first round with uh, Philip Tomasino, who is a Canadian center. Uh, I wrote about him uh, a couple weeks ago. I was talking about the risers and the fallers in the top 30 of uh, each, uh, both the North American skaters rankings and the European skaters rankings. Uh, he was a big riser, and he's six foot. 
181 pounds. And he had 34 goals and 38 assists this year for 72 points in 67 OHL games with the Niagara Ice Dogs. Uh, in the OHL, out of 62 forwards that played in 67 games or more this season, he finished 6th with 45 primary points at 5-on-5 five five, and 3rd with 30 goals at 5-on-5. Five five. Uh, pretty good numbers for a player that was born later in the draft year. Uh, also had 7 points in 11 postseason games, as well as 5 points in 6 U18 World Junior Championship games for Canada. I like him because he's a very dynamic offensive talent. He's got a lot of speed. He's a great skater, uh, amazing acceleration, incredible edge work. Uh, and he's got well above average uh, puck handling skills. So he can beat a defender in a variety of ways, especially one-on-one. Uh, he can beat uh, opposing players to the outside with his speed, and he's also able to puck handle through opponents in tight areas. Um, I think... If the Islanders were to take him 23rd overall, uh, I, I I really don't want to think about what the Islanders could be in a couple years because uh, they already have Matt Barzal. Uh, I think Josh Hosang is still a prospect there. I don't know how uh, Uncle Lou uh, likes him, but he uh, he's, I guess, had some issues, but really they kind of seem more uh, media-driven. But... Pretty offensive, uh, pretty creative offensive player, uh, offensively gifted. Uh, so Barzal, Hosang, Kiefer Bellers, and Oliver Wallstrom, who both haven't played in the league yet, uh, they are, I mean, they're also going to be highly regarded uh, offensive talents as well. So they could all be in the top six or the top nine for the Islanders in a couple years. So hopefully... Uh, Hopefully they don't pan out. Maybe Oliver Wallstrom actually was a product of Joel Farabee, and maybe Kiefer Bellows, uh, you know, isn't as good as advertised, but he he is pretty good. But luckily, uh, they're uh, paying out the butt for Brock Nelson and Andrew Ladd for the next couple seasons, and uh, they're goaltending. I, it was great this year, but I wouldn't expect Robin Lehner and Thomas Christ to do that again. They might still be good. They're not going to do that again. And also, even if they draft uh, Philip Tomasino here. Uh, We'll just wait for him to uh, hit free agency and crush our souls and go to the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs as well. I, I, I really do like Thomasino a lot. Unfortunately, I, I think it would be a reach if the Flyers took him at 11. Maybe they trade back later in the draft or later in the first round and take him, but he's not going 11. But theoretically, if he was good with the Flyers, I, I think a, a pretty good nickname for him would be uh, Philly Tom. So we'll have to see. Maybe that pans out. Uh, I'm hoping the Flyers take him just for the nickname potential, but who knows? Uh, Philip Tomasino, speedy puck handling wizard is what I'll call him. Uh, so up next is Steph with the 24th overall pick for the Nashville Predators. Hello, Steph Driver here, selecting for the Nashville Predators. The Nashville Predators in the 2018 draft didn't have a pick until the fourth round. So this is a really important selection for them. Um, And as we kind of saw this year, and I think will be evident in the upcoming years, their prospect stores are pretty empty, specifically at forward. Um, They need some help there. Their defense is... Unbelievable in the way that they've been able to draft defensemen out of nowhere and keep them is unprecedented. Um, but we're looking at a forward for this year's draft. So on behalf of the Nashville Predators, I select 
Bobby Brink. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Bobby Brink. He's a little one. At the combine, he measured in at five foot eight and a quarter and 165 pounds. So he is a little guy. Um, but that being said, he was named the USHL Player of the Year. Um, I'm sorry, Forward of the Year. He posted 68 points in 43 games. Um, and the only USHL player this century to best his production was Thomas Vanek, who's, you know, pretty good. So... This is someone who, his skating isn't great. He needs to work on his skating. Um, but his scoring is his, his strong suit. And that's what Nashville needs. Nashville needs a forward, preferably a center. He's a right wing. Um, but they need a forward who is going to be able to score. And that is this guy. He is definitely best player available and best forward available at this spot. So let me read a little bit about him. Um, From Corey Pronman, he's a longer-term bet due to needing to clean up his skating, but he would add a dynamic scoring element. Uh, That's just a real quick snippet from Pronman. Um, From the athletic beat writer draft, there's a quote that he plays chess at the speed of checkers from a former NHL player. Um, and that the red flag could be his skating, but again, named USHL Forward of the Year. Um, Promen adds at five foot eight, not very physical, average speed, but highly skilled winger. It 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 just it makes sense, even though he is a little guy. That's me adding commentary. Promen did not call him a little guy. Now back to his skating. I'm looking at a scouting report from Raw Charge. And this is what they have to say. Let's get the bad out of the way first. Bobby Brink's skating is not good. If you follow the draft, you've probably heard that many times about many players. You may even be getting immune to it. But I feel the need to restate it just to be clear. Scouts hate his skating. Hate it. I've read reports from earlier in the year where scouts said it was so bad they wouldn't consider drafting him until late rounds. That's obviously an extreme and in my opinion, my opinion being raw charge, Incorrect assessment of the issue, but the problems with his stride are noticeable enough that they could push one of the more dynamic players in the draft towards the end of the first round. So that's that's the bad. That's what we're dealing with with Bobby Brink. Um, that being said, again, he's 17 years old. His birthday is mid-July, so he has a lot of time to work on skating, and skating is one of the only areas that you really can improve on as a hockey player. So a little bit more from Raw Charge. Brink isn't just a one-dimensional scorer like some of the other wingers in his draft class. He's a well-rounded player in the offensive zone who doesn't get lazy without the puck. He's always active and looking to make the smart play to support his teammates. Like most players his age, he still has some work to do on his defensive game, but unlike lots of other players his age, he's not a liability at that end of the ice. He's engaged and makes smart plays. Given the energy level he shows in the offensive zone, it seems like with good coaching, he could put that motor to good use in the defensive zone as well. So that's why I selected Bobby Brink for the Nashville Predators. Hopefully it pans out this way because they need help. Um, Next up at number 25 is Steve with the Washington Capitals. 